Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi guys, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football. And I'm Adam Nicholas from What Culture Football. And we are here with your football news. First story of the day, Real Madrid have admitted something we kind of already knew. They made a huge mistake in messing up the transfer of Gareth Bale to China. This is a story that has rolled on and on. It's sort of been covered again today with uh, Gareth Bale basically saying, I don't want to play against Man City tonight. And Zidane going fine, I probably wasn't going to play you anyway because he's played about 10 minutes, it seems, since they've gone back following the uh, pause due to the ongoing global bastard. Uh, But yes, Real Madrid, uh, according to a report from The Telegraph, said that they made a huge mistake, as I said, uh, blocking Gareth Bale's move to China, where he was set to make a million pounds a week. He was going to be joining uh, Chinese Super League side, apologies in advance of this, Jiangsu Suning last summer. Um, But at the last minute, uh, the free transfer was blocked by Real Madrid. I believe reports around this center around the fact that there was uh, an offer that came in for James Rodriguez and Real Madrid basically thought, well, hang on, if people are willing to pay money for him, surely we can get a bit of money for Gareth Bale, who they obviously splashed out a huge amount of money on a few years back. Uh, He was going to sign a three-year contract. Subsequent to that, um, we did a whole podcast basically on this. He has sat on the bench and done nothing. Um, He can't... Well, it's not he can't sign for any other club. He kind of won't sign for any other club because he's not going to take a wage cut to leave them. Real Madrid are in a weird position where they want to get rid of him, but they can either, well, pay off his entire contract or just let him sit on the bench, really. A no-brainer, this, that Real Madrid have suddenly gone, yeah, kind of screwed that one up, but um, they're not wrong. They're not wrong, are they? And let's be honest, if you're Gareth Bale, and yes, you could argue he's sort of heading into the latter stages of his career, you probably, you'd think maybe he wants to play, play football more. But from his perspective, why should he leave? They were daft enough to sign him for a contract that big. I think it's a, it's a battle of wits, yeah. And, and realistically, if he stays there long enough, there's bound to be a scenario where he ends up actually getting another shot. Maybe begrudgingly, but he'll end up winning the battle of the wits because, <laughs> what is it, like two years left? One year left on his deal at this point? Like, all he has to do is just wait it out. He's going to get a ridiculous amount of money and unless a team is actually going to put up that money. We've seen a similar situation with uh, Mesut Ozil over at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to match that wage at all. Uh, this was a real opportunity for Real Madrid. And out of pure stubbornness, they blocked it. And now they are paying for it and quite literally paying for it. And I'm all for it. And if we get just more madness of Gareth Bale on that bench just doing stuff to wind people up, why not? Everyone might think that's unprofessional. But I'll be honest, at a time where the world's a bit mad, 
we need a bit of banter, don't we? So yeah, exactly. He started 14 games in all competitions last mm. season. He played just twice since the uh, restart in June. And uh, as I mentioned, will not be featuring against Manchester City tonight in the Champions League. Um, Zidane said, it was a personal conversation I had with him. He preferred not to play. <laughs> the rest remains between me and him, but he said he didn't want to play. This is all centres around the uh, fractious, let's say, relationship between mm. Zidane and Bale. Uh, I think Bale was intended to be the sort of replacement, effectively, the, the talisman for Real Madrid. Zidane came back in and went, well, that's not going to be happening. And now they're just stuck there. And as you say, it's a hard life for Gareth Bale. He just has to sit in the stands with rolled up bits of newspaper or whatever and collect, I think, what is it, 300 grand a week or something Some, insane? It's mad. It's, it's Put it this way, I understand entirely why he's doing what he's doing. He's sitting in the sunshine for Real Madrid. And ultimately, if Zidane doesn't want to pick him, He's not going to pick him, but he's sure as hell not going to wander off and just go make life easy for him. Why not? Nice to see a player actually just not being completely crippled by the club for change. If Real Madrid are daft enough to do this, then they should suffer the consequences, I think. I'm sure he's playing a whole load of golf right about 100%. now. We all remember the Wales the flag. Golf yeah. flag. Yeah. I, it's weird. I would I would love to know in the comment section what Wales fans think, think of this. Mm. Presumably, obviously, you know, look at him. He's not exactly just piling on the pounds. Mm. And I've no doubt that if Wales had a game tomorrow, he'd be the first name on the team sheet. And yet... He's just not playing. It's it's good in one way because he's not going to be getting injured, but also he's not having any... He's LMP, in the words of a football manager, lacking match practice. Indeed. And it's just a complete strange scenario for him to be in. But I'm sure he knows what he's doing. And if he doesn't, <laughs> he's making a lot of money. So I guess there you go. But uh, you mentioned the Champions League. Let's move across to his little sister, if you will, the Europa League. And last night we had a bunch of the matches on and Wolverhampton Wolves are one of the teams who will be going <laughs> incredibly into the quarterfinals of the Europa League. They won 1-0 last night. Raul Jimenez's goal early on got them the win against Olympiacos. 2-1 on aggregate overall. Huge this for Wolves, by the way, I should point out, because this is everyone might look down on the Europa League, but let's not forget, if you win the Europa League, you end up getting put in a much better pot for the Champions League. So that is something to bear in mind. But on top of that, they have now... Well, they join a bunch of other teams in the quarterfinal. Let me just run you through who is actually in there. They'll be facing Sevilla next, which will not be an easy task, I can imagine. Then the other the other quarterfinals include Inter Milan against Bayern Leverkusen. We have Man United versus Copenhagen and Shakhtar the next versus Basel. So, some tasty little ties there. And actually, if they can get past a Sevilla side, that's pretty good. And we get some sort of weird upsets. Could we see Wolverhampton Wolves actually win Europa League? Is that something we could possibly have? Well, potentially, I believe with the way the draws happened, obviously because it's sort of a surreal situation to be in yeah. right now, I think if they win the quarterfinal against Sevilla, which is, like you say, is no mean feat, um, they'd face United in the semifinals. Mm. So you could get Wolves or Man United against Inter Milan, which would be a hell of... Suddenly people would be caring quite a lot about the Europa League. Uh, <laughs> like you said, the, the Wolves fans that I know are just absolutely ecstatic to be where they are right now. Obviously, they'll be gutted missing out on the Europa League mm. in terms of league positions just because of the way the FA Cup uh, ended up with Arsenal winning it. Had Chelsea won it, they'd have got their extra yeah. spot there. But... Um, yeah, a sensational achievement. I I couldn't get over the foul committed by the goalkeeper to give away the penalty last night. I know. Night. <laughs> just, just, just tried to take a really heavy touch in the penalty area. And then when the Wolves player got in front of him, shove him in the back. I mean, yeah, of course it's a penalty. Yeah. Raul Jimenez, I'd be very concerned if I was a Wolves fan if you get knocked out of the Europa League because I sense 
there's a, a, a long list of clubs that would, would love to buy him. We'll get on some transfer uh, talk in, in due course. But yeah, sensational achievement, uh, regardless of what happens next. Quarterfires in the Europa League by uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. And um, yeah, best of luck to them. In the next round, uh, obviously, Man United, as I said, getting that result as well against Lask, L-A-S-K. I've never Lask. how to pronounce it. It doesn't really matter now. They got spanked 7-1, seven, 7-2. Seven, I was going to say, they just Everett. squeaked past them, didn't they? Just, yeah. just squeaked past them there. 7-1, um, I think it was on aggregate. And, uh, yeah, Jesse Lingard scoring in back-to-back games. Amazing. Wild. Absolutely wild, that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Premier League, though, uh, because uh, yesterday saw the vote from Premier League clubs. They voted against having five substitutes from the start of next season. Uh, Eleven of the 20 teams voting against that. They would have needed 14 uh, to bring it into law. I don't really know what the technical term is here. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, the, no offence, smaller clubs said, yeah, we don't want to allow the likes of you know, Man City, Liverpool, Man United, etc., to be able to bring on five world-class players against us next season. I think it worked for the reasoning that was given during the sort of weird end of season. But I think fresh start next season, I think it's the right thing to do. I saw a great tweet about this, which was like, it was from, I can't remember, a supporter of, of a, 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 a lower, lower mid-table club, let's say, who said, yeah, probably for the best, so Man City can't bring on five of the Avengers against us if we're beating them. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with this. I do understand it. I do get it. Um, from that perspective, it's not, that's not, it's a very daunting prospect, that, isn't it? Because that's a lot of fresh legs to bring on. That's, that's pretty much half your team coming on there. To, but in fact, it is half your outfield team coming mm. on. Um, but ultimately, I, I don't know. Is there a case that it might have been useful for the for other teams? Like, we saw, for, for me personally, obviously, I realised it was all just really for the restart. But I was a big fan of the drinks break and I kind of liked the five subs thing. Now, is that because Newcastle started fair enough much better at the beginning of it? Quite possibly. Maybe <laughs> Steve, Steve Bruce is slightly better of a manager with five subs. I'm not one yet to say that. But I do wonder if the, the benefits might have outweighed that. But then again, when you put it in terms of... If it's 70 minutes and someone like a Man City are bringing on five of the best players in the world who just so happen to be sat on their bench, maybe I can probably understand this one, actually. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you get, do get a good result here. It'd be a shame if someone brought on Bernardo Silva, Jesus and, you know, Zinchenko. It's like, well, that's not very fair, is it? Um, yeah, I, I think it's the best. I did like the fact it would give uh, youth players or, you know, developmental players a bit of a chance, uh, a bit of a run. Uh, towards the end. Obviously, Liverpool kind of wrapped up the league, so just sort of let anyone have a go, basically. But uh, yeah, I did like that. But I think fair's fair. I think all the promoted clubs voted against it and you can probably guess the mm. others that would have voted for and against it. So it's probably the best decision. Yeah, I think overall, when you put it the way you did, because I was just thinking from a team like, say, the lower down teams who might just need that extra bit of help, but I don't want to play against the fresh legs like that after 70 minutes. No, absolutely not. But let's talk about some transfers, shall we? Because we'll... Well, it's been well, obviously, now is the time. There's lots going on at the moment. Oh, I love it. We've picked a few little gems that are kicking around today. Um, one of the big ones that I find might be quite notable, uh, I believe it's going to be floating around the title of this video indeed, is Barcelona potentially being interested in the signing of Kaglar Sayunku from Leicester. Now, obviously, the man has proven himself as a fantastic <laughs> centre-half. Genuinely, a great season for Leicester. Yes, they might feel like Overall, they should have finished a little bit higher. But ultimately, if you're a Leicester fan, now is a good time, in my opinion. 
Um, but this guy has been fantastic all season, great defensively, and chips in with a bunch of goals throughout the season. But they're looking potentially at trying to grab him for 40 million euros it might cost them from Barcelona, which sounds like a lot. But then again, when you compare it to some other transfers we've seen recently, maybe it might be a steal. Um, that's being reported by multiple sources, to be honest, across the board. Um, interesting to see if that one does happen. He would be only the third person, here's a little tidbit for you, to ever wear the Barcelona shirt, who was from Turkey. There you go. Little Good bit of stats like stat. that. You can take one of the, that one to the pub this weekend, as long as you're you know, keeping your distance from people. <laughs> On top of that, however, we also have uh, Hoiberg from Southampton, who's potentially joining Tottenham. That, and I say potentially, that's all a done deal at this point, it seems. Fabrizio Romano is reporting this, the sports journalist who basically said on Twitter that Hoiberg will be joining Tottenham on a permanent deal from Southampton. That's been confirmed and that is set to go. Who Another player who's had a great season at Southampton, mm. a team who, in fairness, have done miles better than what they have in previous seasons and probably a welcome addition to that midfield at Tottenham. And last but not least, before I jump to you for all your thoughts on these transfers, Mr. Wilborn, Willian, a man who we've reported quite heavily as potentially going to be heading towards Arsenal. Well, it seems like that is getting closer and closer. The talk seems to be, as Sky Sports are reporting, a three-year deal potentially for him to swap uh, to swap the colours of Chelsea for the colours of Arsenal. Obviously, that will be going through as a free transfer. But on top of that, there have been talks of other teams interested. And a late interest from Barcelona again, which sounds <laughs> like, I don't know, I could, I could see him fitting in our team, but I think Arsenal might be the better choice for him. Your thoughts across the board on these transfers today, Mr. Well, first off, I always feel like if a, a journalist is running short on an article, they just chuck Barcelona's name in there because, yeah, yeah bollocks, they'll probably yeah. buy him. Well, I should um, probably, sorry, Inter Miami, of course, David Beckham's franchise, were also rumoured to be interested. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, I, I did a podcast yesterday with uh, Simon Miller all about Arsenal. I think he prioritised signing uh, Willian alongside uh, getting a new contract with that for Albamian, which appears to have gone through or will be going through at the very least right now. I think it's a great signing for Arsenal. I think they are really developing. I know they've been linked with the likes of Coutinho. Um, we did a list of a whole other uh, group of people who they should probably try and sign uh, during this close season. Go and check that out if you want to know our thoughts on that. But I think it's a great signing. Um, probably for the best, I think Willian wanted a three-year contract. Chelsea were only willing to give two years. Uh, move across London, fair enough. Uh, I, I, I think... Like we said uh, with with Miller, you know, an extra 10, 15, maybe even 20 goals a season. They, that attacking lineup for Arsenal looks terrifying for mm. next season uh, if they can hold it all together. I think now it's about solidifying that defence. But yeah, Mikel Arteta doing wonderful things. Great to see them win the FA Cup last weekend. Really like that. Hoiberg to Tottenham. Uh, makes sense. I think uh, he's been one of the shining lights in that Saints side who turned it round after getting spanked by Leicester. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, in terms of Sergio, surprised to read that, but then also not really that surprised. I thought he was a sensation yeah, uh, outside of the, the obvious big, big clubs uh, in terms of defenders this year. I wouldn't have been surprised to hear many other clubs sniffing around him. 40 million, I think, is a bargain. 40 million yeah. euros. Um like you say, Harry Maguire went for, what, 80-odd million? Van Dijk, I'm not saying that he's necessarily on that par just yet, but he certainly yeah. has that potential. I think it could be uh, a big move for Barcelona. I think he could shore up, you know, it's not a bad defence by any no. stretch of the imagination, but I think he would be a great sign for them. Huge loss, I'd say, though, for, for yeah, Leicester massive. City. Um, but yeah, let us know your thoughts on those transfer rumours mm. and all the stories we've talked about in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Uh, and you can let us know your thoughts on Twitter as well, at WhatCultureFC. Also subscribe to what Culture Football wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. But I've enjoyed this. Let's do this again on Monday, Adam Nicholas. Why not, eh? Why not? Uh, you can get us both on Twitter. You can get him at It's Adam Nicholas. Indeed. And you can get him at... 
Adam Wilborn. There you go. Look at you flipping it round and confusing oh, we've me. It's the biggest news story of the day. How have we done this? Chesterfield have been taken over. There Get he is. In. I, to be honest, Get I was in. wondering when you were going to jump in and start talking about it, but it's not for me to talk about your beloved Chesterfield. I'm so happy then. The news sort of broke uh, last night. I realised to many people this means nothing, but uh, <laughs> you support a football club who you hate the owners of. And I realise I'm speaking to Newcastle fan Adam Nicholas right now. You'll know how I feel. And while I'll be getting absolutely smashed this weekend as a team, Chesterfield, a new era begins. I'm slightly terrified that this is going to end up on one of those, you know, uh, football images that precede unfortunate events moments but for now <laughs> I'll take it I will take it um, owned by a community trust now so fingers crossed we can turn around what's been a dreadful few years for Chesterfield Football Club but anyway as I said cry thank you for... me a river cry me a river <laughs> oh it's hard being a Premier League club oh. <laughs> uh, right, mate. thanks Adam Nicholas thank you for joining us and we will see you soon Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 